We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can group in Fabian Moreau. You can group in Nick McLeod into this conversation. But to focus on Isaiah Hodgins, Dan, how many wide receivers get claimed to a team that they are not familiar with? And yes, I know he was with Brian Dable with the Bills, but still a team, a different environment, a different quarterback that he hasn't worked with, has, does not have a rapport with him. How many times do you see a wide receiver who is relatively unknown, a six round pick out of Oregon State a couple years prior, come into a team and then be one of the focal points of the offense, not only one of the focal points of the offense, but help transform the offense from this stagnant 12 personnel. We're going to try to run the football and kick field goals. We don't have really the ability to create explosive plays. Our 11 personnel quick passing game is hit or miss. Transform that offense into a consistent 11 personnel approach that also assisted the running game. Because remember, the running game sucked in 12 personnel, and then it got efficient out of 11 personnel the way defenses were playing the New York Giants. I think there was a sound and reasonable argument to be made. The impetus to that was Isaiah Hodgins. And I think a lot of that, and we brought this up before, and I've actually heard it referenced since we brought it up by, by somebody about the Detroit Lions game. The Detroit Lions game, the Giants were getting their asses kicked. They lined up like 90% in 11 personnel. Isaiah Hodgins went out there. It's not like he was overly productive in that game. I think he only had like three catches, but you're getting valuable reps in an offense that is a little bit foreign to you with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. During that game, remember what happened. Wondell Robinson got injured. So that put even more pressure on Isaiah Hodgins to step up along with Darius Slayton because the wide receiver room was just getting decimated at that point. And Isaiah Hodgins seized the day. He full-on avenged sevenfold the entire situation and ended up taking this offense to a level that we did not necessarily believe it could reach. And that's something that we talked about all throughout the season. If you go back and listen to some of our old podcasts, we're like, look, we just want to see consistency from Daniel Jones and the passing attack. We're not seeing consistency. All we were doing was bitching about the Giants offense in Houston. We're like, yeah, Saquon Barkley had 36 touches, 35 carries against the Houston Texans, and they won. But how sustainable is that? It's not really all that sustainable in the modern NFL. But the presence of Isaiah Hodgins allowed Daniel Jones to flourish in 11 personnel quick hitting offense led by Mike Kafka and Brian Dable. And I think just identifying, Joe Shane identifying that this player has that type of potential was one of the more excellent moves that we've seen from this general manager. Yeah, you nailed this one. This one for me claiming Isaiah Hodgins is number two on my list. And if there wasn't a, a far and away runaway pick for number one, this would be number one for me. It's definitely a teardrop between this and three and even four and five. To me, this is where he differentiates himself to the GM. And I do appreciate the claims of like Nick McLeod and all those other players. I don't follow all 32 other teams, Nick, but I do get the feeling there are some more claims like McLeod's out there. It's hard to say, but I don't think there's many, many kinds of claims like Isaiah Hodgins that go down in a single season, let alone like if you really looked at it, 
few years. You probably have to go every few years to find somebody who makes that kind of impact right away after being claimed at a position where, yes, you mentioned he played in Buffalo. He kind of knew what Dable was all about, but it's not the same system. Brian Dable's working with Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka has some of his own concepts involved in this offense. The, the you know, even the terminology is probably different. And most importantly than any of that, the quarterback's different. He had to build his rapport with Daniel Jones, and we know how important rapport is for a quarterback and wide receiver and for an NFL passing game. He had to build that from scratch within days to then get on the field like you mentioned. And like you said, he wasn't all that productive, but he was kind of when you look at the routes he ran and how he got open. And they knew it right away too, the Giants, because right away they started to design plays to get him the football. And right away you saw with Isaiah Hodgins, the rapport build with Daniel Jones just snap like that. Isaiah Hodgins, I think had an 84% uh, catch percent. That's on, that's on target targetable catches around, sorry, targetable catches around him. And he didn't drop an actual pass on the season, scored a touchdown in four of his last five games. I felt like he really developed in the red zone as a receiver. His timing with Daniel Jones was excellent there. It felt like on scramble drills where Jones would climb the pocket and move to his right laterally. Isaiah Hodgins knew exactly where to go to get open. It felt like on those quick whip routes, he did a great job of using his footwork, his head fakes to get open. I'm even thinking of like the 10 to 15 yards quick hitting range, Nick, that intermediate range. I don't know if there was a single receiver on the Giants all season long, including the guys who got to play with Jones in August throughout training camp and get reps down in September and October and whatever, who had better timing with Daniel Jones than Isaiah Hodgins. You look at some of those intermediate in-breaking routes. Someone posted one recently just discussing Isaiah Hodgins, a fantasy guy. Uh, shout out to, I forget who it was on Twitter. I retweeted you with a quote tweet and it was just a quick, in breaking route in intermediate range and say Hodgins did such a good job of setting up the route with his feet. Like we always see him with his head shakes and then getting open to catch the football. That chemistry developed with Jones in such a short period of time shows me how special he could potentially be as a player. Obviously those who listen to this know how high we are in him and how important and great of a move that was by Joe Shane. So to me, claiming Isaiah Hodgins, just something you don't see and something I don't even remember. I'm not even sure the Giants made a claim like this ever in my history as a fan. Chase Blackburn, I know they once picked him off off the streets and he played for them again. Or maybe it wasn't Blackburn. I forget who it was who like had a nice second run with the Giants. They've done it was Blackburn. Some, it might have been Blackburn, yeah. They like, I can't think of too many other moves, though, especially at a position like receiver where, again, it does matter so much if you're on yeah. the same page and the timing is right. So this was just a knock-it-out move. And, yes, he had a little bit of a – uh, edge because he worked in Buffalo, but that doesn't matter. Like he saw the opportunity. He's like, this dude is sitting on their, on their practice squad. And we're not going to let that happen anymore. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it was a very wise move, but let's also put ourselves back in that time frame. What happened in Jacksonville a few weeks prior to Isaiah Hodgins arriving in New York? Daniel Bellinger, who was one of the more impactful players in the red zone, ends up getting punched in the eye, essentially. And he misses, I think, all the way up until week 13, if I'm not mistaken. Isaiah Hodgins, when Daniel Bellinger was missing, ends up inserting himself into that lineup and becoming that reliable option. And then we saw once Daniel Bellinger even returned, we saw Isaiah Hodgins kind of assume that role in the red zone. Remember the whip route that you referenced against Washington? That was Daniel Bellinger's first time back. And I don't know if Isaiah Hodgins gets those valuable reps in practice, maybe as one of the primary red zone targets, if Daniel Bellinger is there. So with Isaiah Hodgins in general, just absolutely seizing the moment, like the opportunity was gifted to him. There were a lot of injuries, but so many players received that opportunity and then they flounder or they don't work hard enough for it. And Isaiah Hodgins was the exact opposite of that. Despite not being the fastest, like that's like the sexy trait that everybody thinks about that's synonymous with wide yeah. receivers, fast, quick, all those things. I would argue that Isaiah Hodgins for his size is quick, but he's not really fast, I guess you could say. But like we always say, man, and I don't want to be redundant here, but it's this. And this is the most important part. And for the ones listening on the podcast, I'm pointing to my brain. It's all about your smarts, your intelligence, and where you're going to be based on what the defense is doing. The defense does something different post-snap. And the quarterback needs to be on the same page with the wide receiver. We've heard Joe Shane say several times, that is what they're looking for in wide receivers. And who embodies that more than Isaiah Hodgins on this roster? Nobody, in my opinion, right now. I mean, maybe Sterling Shepard, if he gets back on the field, just because he developed such a good rapport with Jones over his career, and he's a smart as well, but nobody right now that's healthy and nobody, at least of the younger assets the Giants have. And what you just said is so important, but it's not really viewed as important, I feel like, across the NFL landscape with fans because it's hard to quantify and it's hard to understand. But I'm just going to give a recent example. I was listening to a podcast that George Kittle was on and he discussed the different ways that Travis Kelsey attacks defenses based on literally the most minutia of the coverages and how understanding he is of every single coverage and the depth that he, Kittle was talking about, the depth he runs his routes depending on those factors. And he said, I the, the tight ends I've been around, not that many do that. I think he almost said like no one did, does that. And you think about it, like how has Travis Kelsey been this dominant at the NFL level? He's not really like the biggest freak of nature. He's a freak. Obviously, they're all freaks. They're NFL players, and he's a bigger player. But he's not Rob Gronkowski. That's not the same kind of athlete, in my opinion, at all. And yet, he is effectively a more effective receiver, I think, than Gronk. I still think Gronk is the best tight end of all time because of his blocking factor. But receiving-wise, Kelsey might be the best tight end of all time. And a big factor in that is the mental aspect that you went over with Hodgins. And I think that's what differentiates him. But there's other factors. He does a great job catching away from his frame. He doesn't drop passes. He catches the tough passes when you throw him into coverage. He does a really, really, really good job, in my opinion, of manipulating the sideline and understanding the spatial awareness around there. That's where he really reminds me the most of like an Imani Tumor type that we've had. So for me with Hodgins, I think that because he's not super fast, Nick, no one really cares about him. But those who are watching the tape are like, oh, my God, this dude gets open all the time, catches everything in his vicinity, understands coverages, understands where to sit in zone, understands the red zone really well, which is like our biggest factor that's killed us over the years. And so all of that combined, this to me is uh, the second best move Joe Shane's made. In terms of positioning and leverage, 
it's hard for me to find a receiver on this team that understands precisely where to be in terms of that and gives Daniel Jones the best chance of completing that pass. And these passes, they're like six, seven, eight yards, no yak type plays, not the sexiest thing in the world. Those are the types of plays that get you from second and 10 to third and one or third and two, or maybe a third and six moves the chains. And those are the types of plays that end up resulting in touchdowns, resulting in seven points and resulting ultimately in wins. Yeah, and sometimes those are the plays that lead to a second and two where the Giants can then call something in the playbook. They wouldn't be able to call on a second and 10 if they didn't connect, the receiver didn't find the space. It's like, it's a when you're moving the offense the way they did at the end of that season, which is like you said, a lot of shotgun, 11 personnel, quick hitting, timing-based offense, you need timing-based receivers. And he is the number one timing. I mean, Richie James did a good job of it as well. I just feel like his role in the offense was more tailored to success. I feel like he had a lot more of the layup routes. Isaiah Hodgins did it from the outside more often. I think he was 87% lined up on the outside. Like it is a lot harder to win on the outside than in the slot. And Isaiah Hodgins did not blink at that, uh, you know, at that task 